for battle. Now, whether you realize it or not, we're all in fights. We're all in fights. And as individuals, uh, we're, we're, we're spiritually, we're, we're, we're in fights. And, and, and if you have fights, 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 but, but we are in spiritual fights. But, but as a church, we're in more than a fight, we're in a battle. Because a fight is a fight, but a battle is a battle. And, and a fight is, is a lot, uh, sorry, a, a battle is a lot of fights put together. And a fight can be between two relationships spiritually. So there may be people at work that you're just struggling with, and you can't work it out why, but the reason is this. There's a spiritual battle going on. They don't like the God that's in you, and it's producing a reaction. Now, if you fight the person rather than the spirit behind the person, you're not going to get anywhere. So we have to be able to discern what's behind the issue that I'm facing. But as a church, we're in a battle. What's our battle? Our battle is one of territory. We are influencers. We are to hold the territory here in this area, uh, in Gillingham itself. And, and, and as I was saying to the guys in the first service, we're the biggest Pentecostal church in Gillingham. That comes with responsibilities. We have church leaders coming here asking, what do we do in this situation? How do we work this out? So we're now influencing. But we're in a battle. And our territory is this area. But I tell you, when you've been in battles, you'll realize that there's a war going on. You see, battles make up a war. But I want to say this to you, you're on the winning side. I want to say this to you, that, that Jesus at the cross defeated the, 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 the devil. The, the, um, he defeated the enemy. At the cross, he, he destroyed his power. At the cross, his works were broken. Hallelujah. And in Revelation 20, verse 10, it tells us where devil's going to end up. And if you read that passage of Scripture, it talks about the lake of fire. You see, Jesus, when he's on this earth, he says to his disciples, I go to prepare a place for you, and I'm going to come back and take you to that place. Hallelujah. I'm looking forward to that. If you're with us on the Tuesdays and, and you're doing the Bible studies, we're going to start touching on, on heaven this next study. It was heavy with hell, I tell you. But we're going to lift it with heaven. Because hell is something we learn about, but heaven is a place we're going to. And so our, our destination is the place where the Lord said, I'll go to make a place for you. But he also goes to make a place for Satan. It's written in Scripture. Now here's the thing, Satan's read the end of the book. He knows where he's going. And between now and where he ends up in that lake of fire, there's a battle on, there's a war on. And that war is to do with how many the enemy can take into that lake with him. And the reason and his motive is this, that he hates the Father. He hates the Father. And the only way that he can, he can uh, hurt the Father is by taking as many of his children into that lake of fire as he can. That's his only motive. He knows where he's going. He knows where he's going to end up. And our job is to say there is an answer. His name is Jesus Christ. There is a way. It hasn't got to be that way. That's our job whilst this battle is going on. But never, never Never think that the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light, sometimes the kingdom of darkness is winning and sometimes the kingdom of light is winning and it's a bit of this and it's a bit of that, it's a bit of yin and it's a bit of yang, it's a bit of all this sort of stuff. That is nonsense in the name of Jesus. You're on the winning side. The enemy has been destroyed. You and I enforce the victory. But you've got to do it spiritually. And the trouble is with you and I is that we do it physically. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. 
because we need to move into the area of being positioned for battle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the first service, I read the whole chapter. But I think for the sake of time, I'm just going to move it on a little bit. But can you turn in your Bibles to 2 Chronicles? And this is where that verse that the Lord spoke to me about comes from. 2 Chronicles chapter 20. And let me give you a little bit of a setup. Jehoshaphat is the king of Judah. His capital city is Jerusalem. That's his base. That's where he fights from. And, 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 and the king of Judah is surrounded by opposing forces. Several armies are coming together, and, and, and they're opposing. And, and, and now he's got to sort out, what, how does he do it? What does he do? And this is where we pick up the passage of Scripture. So turn with me to 2 Chronicles 20, and I'm going to read from verse 15. So he's now called a, called a fast. The nation is seeking the Lord collectively. And this is the answer. And he said, listen, all of you, Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. So a prophet is now speaking. And you, King Jehoshaphat. Oh, I pray, you know, that the church, again, gains its voice to speak to, and the you, Jehoshaphat. And you, Boris Johnson. And you, Theresa May. Who's our prime minister at the moment? Oh, uh, Rishi Sunak. You'd think I'd know that, wouldn't you? And you, Rishi Sunak, name me a Polish Prime Minister, Asher, Polish Prime Minister. That man, and you, that man. <laughs> All right, and that's, you know, and name him, name him, whatever the, the Prime Minister of Jamaica is, the, the, whatever, name the nation. But the church is saying, and you listen. We've got to get our voice back. We've got to get our voice back. And the Lord says, goes through, and then the prophet says, and you, Jehoshaphat. Thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow go down against them, and they will surely come up the accent of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeril. You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourself. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord is with you. Verse 18, and Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord, worshipping the Lord. Then the Levites of the children of the Korahites, of the children of the Korahites, Korahites, sorry, stood up to praise the Lord, God of Israel, with voices loud and high. Hallelujah. I call for voices loud and high. If you want quietness, you need to go to another church. We will worship the Lord with voices loud and high, according to Scripture. Verse 20, so they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. Verse 21, and when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord and, and who should praise the beauty of his holiness. And they went out before the army and were saying, praise the Lord, which is hallelujah in the Hebrew, for his mercies endure forever. 
Now, when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. For the people of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir to utterly kill and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, they helped to destroy one another. In other words, they turned on each other. They turned on each other. So when Judah came to a place overlooking the wilderness, they looked towards the multitude. And there, and, and there were there dead bodies fallen on the earth. No one had escaped. Verse 25, when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away their spoil, they found among them an abundance of valuables on the dead bodies and precious jewelry, which they stripped off for themselves, more than they could carry away. And they were, there, and they were three days gathering the spoils because of, there was so much. And on the fourth day they assembled in the valley of Baraka, for there they blessed the Lord. Therefore, the name of that place was called the Valley of Baraka until this day. Then they returned, every man of Judah and Jerusalem, with Jehoshaphat in front of them, to go back to Jerusalem with joy, for the Lord had made them rejoice over their enemies. So they came to Jerusalem with stringed instruments and harps and trumpets to the house of the Lord. And the fear of God was on all the kingdoms of those countries when they heard that the Lord had fought against the enemies of Israel. Then the realm of Jehoshaphat was quiet, and his God gave them rest all around. Hallelujah. May the Lord bless the public reading of his word. Uh, as we get into the word, may it get into us. May we feed on this and grow on this in the precious name of the King. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, this passage of Scripture is all about a king who's being schooled again in the art of battles. You see, if you, if you studied up to uh, chapter 18, you'll see that Jehoshaphat made a massive mistake. He went and fought somebody else's battle. You see, Ahab was the king of the witch queen Jezebel, um, but they were family. Their sons and daughters had married. And, and so Jehoshaphat is invited by Ahab, and then Ahab, when he arrives, he says to, to Jehoshaphat, come and fight with me against the Syrian king. Big mistake big mistake. Never fight somebody else's battle. It's not yours to fight. The battles that we fight as believers is, is the one, the battle belongs to the Lord. And so Jehoshaphat, has, he escapes with his life and only just, he actually flees back to Jerusalem. It's the battle where Ahab is killed, where that loose arrow is shot, do you remember? And it, and it hits him between the armor and he bleeds to death in his chariot. There's a whole preach and all that stuff. There. But Jehoshaphat's now been schooled as to the battles and the battles for the Lord. And I believe King's Church Gillingham, from that word that has come out of this passage of Scripture, we too have to understand how to battle. But not battling in the flesh, not battling with what we see, but battling because the battle belongs to the Lord. He's already won the war, but you and I have to do the battling in this particular situation. But make sure that we're fighting the right battle. Make sure that we're fighting the right battle. Because Satan wants to set us up. And sometimes you can be fighting the wrong battle and you've fallen for it. That argument, that, that, that set up with your husband or your wife or your brother or your sister or that family member or that colleague, that isn't the battle you should be fighting. But the enemy has set you up and now it's going. 
We see this in Scripture with King David. King David is a young man. He's not actually uh, grown yet into his, his anointing. He's been anointed by Samuel. But his first task is to deliver cheese and bread to the soldiers, of which three of his brothers, his, his older three brothers, are on the battlefield. We know the story very well. 1 Samuel 17, it is where Goliath comes up and he, and he stands and he challenges the very, the very uh, God of Israel. And nobody moves. That's the battle they should be fighting, but nobody moves. I believe this, that David didn't need to do any of that if somebody else had moved. Somebody had to put the armor on and go and face it in the name of the God that we love, and Goliath would have fallen. But it took 40 days of nothing. Nobody budged. Nobody moved. And then there's an Uber delivery. Cheese and bread. Who's ordered it? You're going to pay a tip? And David arrives, and he's delivering food for his brothers. And as he delivers the food, the Holy Spirit is moving him. His ears hear the challenge of Goliath. But this is the thing. He's been sent there to fight Goliath. But Satan puts his older brother in front of him to distract him. Eliab steps up as David arrives and he says what, what do you want with us you, you what, what, you've left your small sheep behind you and he, and he starts to challenge him and he starts to ridicule him he still hasn't forgiven him for being anointed it's all that stuff that's going on with Samuel and all that all that jealousy and envy and all that malarkey that's going on but he stands in front of David and he says and he says you know what you doing here you see the temptation at the moment at that particular point is that David fights his brother but the call on David's life is to fight Goliath he can't be distracted. But the enemy is placed. Are we fighting our husbands? Are we fighting our wives? Are we fighting our, our, our somebody at work in the situation? And in the fight, we're missing the fact that Goliath is coming, and Goliath is going to challenge your children, and Goliath is going to challenge your finances, and Goliath is going to challenge your health, and you should be fighting that giant, but you're fighting some small skirmish. Because Satan has set you up. And all your energies all your emotions and all your prayer are fighting the wrong battle. Make sure the battle you're fighting is the Lord's. And David does this. He does a fantastic thing. You could tell he's, he's learning how to, 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 to lead. And David just says this, is there not a cause? Is Goliath not the bigger cause than you? We'll deal with your issues. We'll deal with your, 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 your pettiness. We'll deal with your problems, but I'm not dealing with it today. I've got giants to fight. And he turns his back on him. And some of us in the name of Jesus got to learn to turn your back and just say, I'll deal with this, but it ain't going to be today. The giant shadow is casting over this. I've got to deal with that. You see, when you take care of God's business, he then takes care of yours. And if you carry on with those, those guys, you know what, Eliab, and his other brothers finally find David when he's in the cave. And they all join him. They all join him. They change their minds concerning him. Give it time, people change their minds. Don't fight them. Don't fight them. Fight the giant, which is the battle that belongs to the Lord. That's the temptation. That's what's going on. And so this is what Jehoshaphat is having to learn. When you're fighting a battle... When you're positioning yourself for the battle, the lesson of the scriptures here is 
do not go on what you see. You see, what happened here is that there are armies, there's the stuff to worry about, the stuff to, to, to look at, but the Lord was saying, don't go on that. Don't go on that. And, and he says, do not fear or do not, and do not be dismayed. Fear, we understand. It's that, it's that sense of unease. That's, it's that sense. I tell you, fear migrates against faith. You cannot be fearful and you cannot be faithful at the same time. One or the other. We are a people of faith. This is easy for me to say. It's easy for me to stand here. I'm preaching to myself as much as anything else. But that one that's dismayed, if you look up that word in the original language, it, it, it means to be broken up, to be shattered. When you're shattered and broken up, you lose strength. You lose unity. And the Lord was saying to Jehoshaphat and the people of Judah, do not go on what you see. Do not go and be fearful. Do not be dismayed. Do not be broken up. You're going to be weak if you're going to be broken up. Now, the fact that it's in Scripture is a command of God means it's possible. It is possible not to fear. It is possible not to be dismayed. But we have to keep our eyes on the Lord to do it. And I don't know about you, but I struggle. Wake up early in the hours and, and you're full of dismay and, 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 and you have to fight yourself to get back into that spiritual realm again. But I want to tell you, it's possible. It's possible. It's possible. And that was the instruction. Do not go on what you see, but go on the things of the Spirit. You see, there's a voice that often whispers. And, and, and you know, we, 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 we must choose not to, to listen to that voice. It's the choice concerning the voice. <laughs> I can use that phrase. But the voice will say this, run and hide. The voice will say this, do nothing. Sit still. It'll pass. You don't defeat Goliath if you sit still and do nothing. And if you say it'll pass. And fear held that army in place. I never get it, you know. I never get the story of David and Goliath. Who wrote the rules? Who wrote the rules that a giant should stand up and then, and then a champion should come in? I would have had the whole army just invade and kill Goliath in one minute. All of them. The thousands of soldiers come and take it. You know. But they're living by Goliath's rules. Send your captain out and I'll kill him and then you come and live with us. I tell you with the name of Jesus, rewrite the rules. Don't comply with the enemy's condition. You're getting something from this. Hallelujah. He tells them to position themselves to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. In other words, they couldn't fix it. There are things in our lives you can't fix. There are fights that it's not going to be fixed by the fight. There are issues that are not going to be dealt with. We can't fix it. We can't sort it out. It's not in our remit. It's not in our power. We haven't got the capacity. And yet we do a lot of fighting to try and solve stuff, to try and sort stuff out. But the rule for this one, for this particular battle, was that you can't do it. You're going to have to stand still and let God do it. Now, to do that takes faith. It really does. It takes faith. So what does he try? He, 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 you see, not by might. Not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. If you want to battle spiritually, it can't be by your might and it can't be by your power. It can only by, be by his spirit. 
says the Lord. Now, what else then happens? He then says to them, I want you to keep singing and praising the beauty of his holiness. Praise, praise, praise. And I spoke about this in the first service. What about you're, you're an army commander? And you've got the army, you've got the Judah army behind you. These are, these are guys in chapter 18, they were fighting. These are, these are guys who know how to fight and know how to battle. And, and then Jehoshaphat turns around and he says, we're changing the way we're going to do things today. I want the praise and worship team out. So, so, so Sandra, you're going to be singing in front of us. Uh, Simeon, you're going to be standing in front of us. Comfort, you're going to, you know, uh, Daniel, you're going to be on a, key, a portable keyboard. In, in, in front of the, of, the, of, the, of the marching soldiers. I bet people started to pray at that point. <laughs> Has Jehoshaphat gone mad? You can't fight that way. But Jehoshaphat is learning a lesson that this is not a natural fight. This is a spiritual fight. And spiritual fights require spiritual rules. And what was happening there? You've heard me preach on this. This is a year of praise for this church. What was happening there? As they praised, God came down and inhabited their praises. So as they march out, God is in front of the army. And I tell you, you want God in front of you. So you praise. And so when you don't feel it, you start worshipping. You put a CD on. You put a, you put a praise tape on or whatever it is. You, and, you, and you start to, to worship and praise the Lord. And as you start to worship and praise the Lord, God comes down and into that situation. I inhabit the praises of my people. And when the Lord inhabits your praises, hallelujah, you get his presence. And when you get his presence, you'll start to worship him. That's what was going on there. God was coming down into that situation. And we know that because they didn't have to do a thing. And as they looked up, it was all slaughter. It ends with this. The enemy turns on itself. They're all completely defeated. Now we haven't time, but I could show you time and time again how that happens with the Lord. He often fights that way in the Old Testament. He gets people to turn on themselves. And all they had to do was go into the enemy's camp and help themselves to the swords, the shields, the food, the jewelry, the money, everything. Everything was theirs. Everything was theirs. Hallelujah. It took them three days to pick it all up. They didn't lift a finger in the fight. But that's what the Lord does. And they named that area the Valley of Barakah. And the Valley of Barakah means this, the Valley of Blessing. I pray that every one of us, in the battles that we're in, experience the Valley of Blessings. The Valley of Blessings is when you've positioned yourself to watch the Lord move. He does the fighting for you. And as you see the Lord fighting for you, all you do is pick up the spoils. I pray in those situations in your workplace, you pick up the spoils. I pray for that situation in your home life that you pick up the spoils. You know it's from God because you haven't done anything to earn it. We didn't deserve it. All we've done is position ourselves for the battle, which is the Lord's battle. And all we do is pick up the blessings of what God has done. The Valley of Baraka. I pray for this church that we will enter the Valley of Baraka. Now, we spoke about that verse, position yourselves for battle. As I was 
got that scripture in the, in the early hours. I then went into the office here. And as I went into the office here, uh, my, my phone buzzes, as it often does, and two people had texted me before I settled down in my office. Some of you may remember that in August, I mentioned that we were looking at another building. It's very distant, very in, in, our, in, in the uh, obtaining it. But that day that I got that message, it came up for sale. I've been looking at it, but it came up for sale. Now, I'll give you more details at some other time because I, I, I want to get the focus on, on the battle. But the Lord is saying, I believe, for us to move as a church, position yourselves for battle. This church has a mandate. This church has a, has a mandate, and the building is restricting us now. So that when people come to Christ, where do they sit? We're separated. I don't like it. I don't like the fact that our kids are in another building. I don't like that. It's not my heart. I want the kids running around. I want the kids to be rubbing shoulders with the, with the grown-ups. But we have to do that because we, ha we need the space. Hallelujah. But there will be a day when we're all under one roof. Not two, three services. I've got a marriage blessing coming up uh, in the third service where somebody wants to renew their vows. But, but, but you know, nobody else is going to know about it but us guys in the third service. It's something that should be shared, but we can't do it. There's baby dedications. I've got another baby dedication next week. Um, um, and we've got testimonies coming up. But unless you're watching it, it's, it's, you see what I'm saying? We're fragmented. And I believe this, that bigness is God's best. I don't believe in small. I like, I like intimacy. I like the smallness of conversation. And, and I like being able to, be able to talk and we, and we know and you've got access to each other and all that. But bigness is, is, is authority. The council will listen to big, bigger churches. We get more done. You've got more resources. You've got more people. You've got, so don't ever, ever think, you know, we should be small. I rebuke small beginnings in Jesus' name. I, I, it's a, it's a, a mindset that goes into people at times. The bigger we are, the, the more might we have, if you like. Now, I understand we all, at, at certain points we need to move in other areas and we need to small, if you like, bring in the smaller groups. I understand all that. But the mandate of this church is to advance and to move and to be influential. The building is stopping us. And I believe the Lord is beginning to set us up for the next stage. Now, I can't give you details about the building yet. And he came on the market a few weeks ago, a few days ago, sorry, forgive me. It's huge financially. It's, it's beyond us in every other way, but it's not our battle. It's not our battle. And when I look at the building and I wake up early hours, I've got to get myself back into the don't fear or be intimidated mode and say the battle belongs to you, but hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, so I'm preaching myself back into faith. But we have got a battle ahead of us. So, for the month of October, I'm calling this church, if you associate with this church, if you're listening online uh, with this church and you associate with King's Church Gillingham in any way, shape or form, I'm calling a fast for this month. Now, it can be a meal. It can be uh, uh, something. You know. You know how to fast. But it, it may be something that you want to do over some days. It may be whatever it is. And, you know, we're different. I can, I can fast for weeks and you would never know it. I'm built like a settee. So, you know, but, but my, my dear wife, though, you know, uh, uh, fast one meal, and it could be, could be shaky hungry. It's just the way we're wired. 
you know, and so we need, to, we need to be able to work out. Some of you, all right, are counting serious tablets and medicines. I don't want you fasting if, if you're counting out all the medications. And, and was that 30 or 35 I gave you? you, you, you you've got to cut your cloth. Some of you are in incredibly important positions with, with, with medical stuff and bits and pieces. And, and you've got to be able to concentrate on the job in hand. But there's a way. There's a way. So I'm not saying a blanket, water fast, all that sort of stuff. You choose what works for you. But for the month of October, we are fasting for the building. Now, if you're connected with other churches, and I know there is a strong connection with many, many churches, uh, and you have a relationship with the pastor, could you speak to them as well? And say, could you join us? Could you join us uh, as we seek the Lord and we position ourselves for battle for uh, our new building? It does require finance. Buildings require finance. Now, I'm not going to be taking up special offerings. I'm not going to be doing any of that stuff. And I know, you know, sometimes folks come from churches where there's four offering baskets. You get one out there, and then you get the next one, and the next one. I, I, I rebuke that. I don't see that as, as scriptural in any way. But I, as of next week, I'm going to start a building fund. And if you feel led, okay, and you want to allocate some funds there, big or small, it's of the Lord. It's between you and the Lord. It will become available. I will give you more information about that next week. That is not pursuit of money. That is just making access to funds as well. All right? But I'm not, you know, there's not going to be a, uh, a take-up offering and all that sort of stuff. I'm not doing that. In November, that first prayer meeting, we will be coming together and we will be praying for the building. All right? Praying for the building. So we would have fasted a month. We're going to move in the prophetic and all that sort of stuff there. All right? Because I believe the Lord is telling us to position ourselves for battle that belongs to the Lord. Finally, this. I was coming back from India, uh, when was it? A month ago. And I was woken up with a start. And what woke me up were drums, a rhythmic drumbeat, like an army. And I was startled by the drums, but I was more startled. It was in the spirit. It wasn't physically in India at all. I was there, there I was in India. It was in the spirit. I heard it, but it woke me up. And what startled me wasn't only the drums, but how close they were to me, and I hadn't noticed. And the Lord was telling me, there's an army closer to you than you know. There's an army closer, and I say this over every member of KCG, every member that associates with this church, there's an army closer to you than you know. You see in the spirit. So the Lord is setting us as a church. Position yourselves. Start praying and seeking me concerning the building. I don't know how it's going to happen, but praise God, I know the one who does. That's all I need. That's all I need. I'm off to Ukraine uh, the week after next. I'm going very close to the front line. I'm, um, I'm, I'm going uh, to be with some church leaders there and all this sort of stuff. I could do without this, to be honest, but it's never convenient. When you battle, it's never convenient. There's never a time when you say to yourself, oh, well, we've got a bit of time to do some fighting today. <laughs> You'll notice that battles creep up on you. All right, so it's never going to be convenient. It's never going to be something where we, have, we move into that season of, of ease, but afterwards we do. Note this as I close. What does it say here? It says here, doesn't it? Uh, oh, I've missed it. 
Where have I gone? Oh, the wind's blowing me page, that's why. <laughs> About to preach from another chapter there. All right. Then the realm of Jehoshaphat was quiet, for his God gave him rest all around. There is a time of quietness and there is a time of rest. We're not in it at the moment. We're not in it at the moment. But it's coming. It's coming where we can regroup and re-strengthen. But at the moment, we're on a war footing. We're on a battle footing. But here's the blessing. You and I don't need to do the fighting. We just need to do the standing and watching so that then nobody gets the glory other than the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He's done it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. More information to follow. I haven't got stuff in line yet on this sort of stuff, but it's exciting. It really is. Now then, we're going to take communion very quickly today because I want to seal this message in your heart. And the best way of sealing something is when you take communion. And so I'm going to ask the elements to be passed around. And if you are in agreement with me, the message has resonated in your heart. You're in agreement that, uh, that the Lord is speaking to me and speaking to us. If you're in agreement that, that we are to move. You see, sometimes Christians like to be comfortable. And we can be quite comfortable here. I might have to bolt another service on. But we can, we can, you know, we can be comfortable but we're never going to be in maintenance mode. We must never as a church be just maintaining what we've got. We must always be pressing forward. So if you're in agreement that, that you're, you want to be part of us going forward, then we're going to seal it with communion in a moment. Could I have the, is Goki around for the drums? I, I'm, I'm after a drum beat whilst this is being given out. Can you do it on the, on the Congress for us, please? Or on the drum set, if you like, on the drum set, yeah. So it's just a, just a marching rhythm please, as it's given out. Thank you. As the elements are given out. A bit slower, just a little bit slower. That's it. That's it. Thank you. All right. The sound of a, an army marching. That was a drum sound that we heard. We're joining with the army of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Everybody got the elements? Wonderful. Wonderful. Come up open, is it sure that? Thank you. Thank you. Keep playing it. Keep playing it. Thank you. Please. That's it. Yeah. Thank you. This church is in a battle. We're moving forward. In faith, hallelujah, we don't have to do the fighting. It gets done for us. All we need to do is reach the valley of blessing, the valley of Baraka, and watch it, and we just pick the spoils. Father, I just pray right now that you would seal this word, that there would be encouragement, Lord God, that, that you are with us, that are more for us than against us. I thank you, Lord, that there is a massive army. Lord God, your word says that, that Satan, on his best day, only took a third. Two-thirds are with us. We thank you, Lord, that at the cross you destroyed the works of the enemy. I thank you at the cross you took the power of the enemy. I thank you that in Revelation, his, his, his location, his destiny is recorded forever. He will go there. But, Father, we are being restricted now by a building. And I pray, Father, for the next phase for us as King's Church Gillingham. Lord, if I've heard you correctly, there is a battle that you're going to fight for us. 
and we will see the victory and we will enter the valley of Baraka. Hallelujah. We will pick the enemy's weapons and, and all the valuables from them. Hallelujah. And then we will move a season of quietness and peace all around as the authority of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords dictates the spiritual climate. We thank you that King's Church Gillingham is an influential church. It's a growing church. It's a church with life. Why? Because it's you that's in it. Thank you, Lord. May you never stand at the door and knock in this place. May you always be with us every day, every service. Lord, seal this message now as we take the elements together. So let's just take the body of Christ. Thank you. Let's take the cup together, the cup of the new covenant. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise and worship team, if you want to come up, lead us to the next part. Thank you, Lord. So the fast is called. We've sealed it now with communion. We will break it with communion in a month's time. Jehoshaphat bowed with his face to the floor. I'm not saying do that, but in the spirit we need to be in that place. Prostrate before the king. Prostrate before the king. And let's see what he does. Let's see his greatness. Let's see him move. We're not going to fight those battles that we don't need to fight. They're not ours. Those distractions. Those, that small stuff. Let us not miss the Goliaths. Father, I'm out of my comfort zone with this, Lord. I have no idea how we go forward, but I'm trusting you. I'm trusting you, Lord. We are trusting you. And we're taking seriously that you've told us to position ourselves for the battle. Judah is going first. Your presence is before us. Hallelujah. We rejoice. Let this word be fulfilled in Jesus' name. And everybody said. Amen. Can I ask you to stand, please? Hallelujah. Over to you, team. Hallelujah. We thank you, Heavenly Father, once again. And still in that same spirit, we're going to sing this song, positioning ourselves, even according to what Pastor Chris has just preached to us now. This is how we fight our battle. Amen. Hallelujah. This is how I fight my battles. 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 It may look like it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Oh, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how, this is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. 